Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. Hi, my name is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for home business entrepreneurs that want to stop living small and start earning big and make this their breakthrough year. Join me each week to follow my journey as a full-time entrepreneur and network marketing professional into the worlds of personal branding and online marketing and learn how you can increase your income without sacrificing your lifestyle. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to start creating a life that you deserve. So let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Episode 10 of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. This is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. Thank you for joining me here today. We've made it through 10 episodes, so I'll count that as a small achievement. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hey, before I get started, if we haven't connected yet, my personal website is bobheilig.com. It's just my name, bobheilig.com. I've got a lot of really great free giveaways on the site, and uh, I am going to really step up Every single week, I'm going to be putting out free training. Any type of podcast episode goes out, it'll be on the blog. Uh, a lot of video training that I'm going to be putting out every week. So just make sure we're connected. And my Facebook page is Your Virtual Upline. So let's get into the message for today. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about a concept that, quite frankly, took me a while to learn. Uh, especially having a background in sales, this was something that I struggled with. But we're going to talk about this concept of how if you can start to learn how to talk less, you will actually be able to recruit more people. So start talking less and start recruiting more. Now, some of you might hear that and you might be thinking, well, aren't those two things kind of counterproductive. Don't you need to talk more to recruit more? Well, in this episode, I'm going to explain to you how that's not the case and make an argument and explain to you exactly why I truly feel that the more you actually wind up talking, all you really wind up doing is chasing people away from your opportunity. And one of the biggest problems that I see people having in the network marketing profession is that they feel this need to just talk way too much when they're taking their prospects through the exposure process. And like I mentioned before, I had a really big issue in this area. You know, I have a background in medical sales, and I was trained to be able to answer any question that a doctor had when I was calling on them. You know, I needed to be able to explain every last detail of the product or service that I was selling. You know, I had to look competent in the doctor's eyes. And that absolutely killed me my first year in network marketing. See, I I had the desire and the urge. I wanted to sound smart every time I was with a prospect. I wanted to act like that I, you know, I knew what I was talking about. Anytime that I approached a family member or a friend, my ego would not let me not explain it. Because that's what I just felt like I was supposed to do. Once again, I always went back to that, you know, need to feel competent in my prospect's eyes. And, you know, in the very beginning, when I didn't know anything, you know, it was kind of easy once I adopted this strategy of talking less. Like, 
you know, once I learned that this is what I was supposed to do and I really didn't know the answers and I wasn't an expert, it was a little bit easier. But here's what I found. Over time, as I did start to learn all the answers and as I was able to explain it and as I actually could be an expert, it became even more difficult for me to follow the process that I'm about to lay out for you. So, you know, what causes this to happen? Why do people feel the need to just talk and talk and talk and explain? Well, first and foremost, I think it comes from our, oftentimes our feeling of of uncomfortableness or being nervous when we're in an interaction with a prospect. Like we don't want to screw it up. And what I have found is that, you know, when I'm nervous and when I feel uncomfortable, I have a tendency to just want to talk. And that's what I see people doing. Like they handle these nervous situations by just running their mouth. And the other issue was what I mentioned before. And this is the thing that I struggled with. See, our ego does not let us act like we don't know. Our ego wants us to portray ourselves like an expert, to look competent. We don't want to look bad in front of the people that we know. You know, we feel like in order to be credible, we have to become an expert. We have to answer every question. And and this was the trap that I fell into. And so let me explain to you why this need for us to want to, you know, explain everything and act like an expert, why it will never allow you to become a great recruiter in this business. And I would venture to guess if that's you, if you're making yourself the expert, if you're talking and talking and talking, I would almost guarantee that you might, you know, if you're really good, you might be successful in actually signing people up. Most of you probably aren't, but even if you are signing people up, I would venture to guess that those people are not doing very much, meaning you're not getting duplication in your group, which is ultimately what you want. So here's one of the biggest issues with this talking too much. The more that you are actually talking, the less that you are physically listening to the prospect. And the best and the most successful recruiters that I have been around in this profession, they are the best listeners. See, they've learned a very valuable lesson, which is this. The less that you say, the more that you make. See, the more that you can get your prospect to talk, the more that they're going to feel heard and understood. That will in turn let them know that you actually care about them, which makes them like you more. And what I know is this, that people do business with people that they like, so that instantly makes you a better recruiter. And it starts with just listening. See, the moment that I realized, this was a big insight for me, The moment that I realized that my job as a recruiter or somebody that was prospecting, it wasn't to try and sell every person that I came into contact with. And I started to come more from the mindset and the place of a consultant. That was a radical shift in philosophy. See, as a consultant, what I realized was that my job was to simply ask questions to a prospect find out as much as I could about them, listen, and then by asking questions where I was showing genuine interest, I was able to determine whether this person was actually a good fit 
for what I was offering them. Guys, that was such a major insight for me. I'm going to repeat that again. See, I stopped trying to impress people with my knowledge of the opportunity and my products and services. I stopped using you know, slick sales skills to try to get people in. And I started showing a genuine interest in my prospect. I asked them questions to determine if they were actually even a good fit for what I had. And it was that insight that really kind of set me free when it came to recruiting. It took so much pressure off of me to have to get people in and, 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 and not screw it up. And when I realized that at the end of the day, not everybody's a right fit, and it was my do- job to just determine if they were, it changed my business and it changed my life. See, I got rid of something, I always laugh when I hear this phrase, but I got rid of my commission breath. Guys, you can smell that a mile away when somebody's looking at you just like a, a commission check. You know, I started to prescribe solutions to people's problems. I, I came to learn, like I said, not everybody's right for what I'm offering. It's about the right timing and it's about people being open due to the fact that they're dissatisfied with something in their life at that moment. So when you get to this concept of acting more like a consultant, it really does have a monumental shift in the way that you approach prospecting and recruiting. And and here's what's funny. When people felt like I needed them because all I was doing was talking and talking and selling and explaining, I couldn't recruit anybody. But when I started to talk less, When I asked a ton of questions and I wasn't afraid of telling somebody, I don't think this is for you, people started to want it more. When I started to take it away from people, it made them want it. So let's drill down on this a little bit deeper. Talk less, recruit more. Okay, I got it. Great. You're following that. Sounds great, but how do you actually do that? So let's talk about, let's break down each step of the recruiting process and how this philosophy applies. So you have a prospect. So a prospect is someone that you're looking to approach with your business opportunity, your product, or your service. The first thing you want to do in that initial conversation is ask the prospect a simple question. So you just want to determine if that person is open or not. We refer to this as a peaking interest question. See, it might be something like, do you keep your business options open? Or do you look at other ways to make money outside of what you're doing? We're just asking a simple and concise question to determine if they are open. See, what we're looking for is some sort of a positive response. See, when we get a positive response, people are going to say something like yes or, you know, depends on what it is. I think the majority of people are going to give you one of those answers, but what they're doing is they're now giving you permission to continue to take them down this path of exposing them to your opportunity. See, that's what we call an invitation. Now, the next step is critical, and this is where a lot of people get it wrong. So you're inviting somebody to view your information, which is really the point of where you're presenting something to them, and here's what's so critical, and this is what you have to make sure you do. You have to learn how to use some sort of a third-party tool. We've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. It is one of the most important concepts you can learn. 
A third-party tool is anything but you. It could be a short video. It could be your website. It could be a sample of your product, a brochure, a three-way call with somebody else. It could be a recorded call. It could be an online presentation. It's literally anything but you. Now, the power of using a third-party tool is you're not doing the talking and explaining. Remember, you're saying less. You're letting the tool do the work for you. That's going to show the prospect that you don't have to be an expert, that it's a simple business, that it doesn't take a lot of time, that it's as simple as pressing play or directing someone to another resource. Now, I will admit that this was probably one of the hardest things that I had to learn. It was so hard for me to just not explain everything when I first got started. I mean, it was way easier for me to try to be the expert. What I found is it just doesn't work. See, always remember this one simple truth. It's not what works. It's what duplicates. It doesn't matter if you're really good and you can recruit 100 people. If the people you're bringing into the business, if they can't do what you do, you lose because your business does not continue to grow. That's why third party and keeping it simple and saying less, that's why it's important. And look, this is hard for people that are leaders and people that have success. See, the the better that I got and the more success that I had, I had to keep reminding myself of that same thing. It doesn't matter what works. It only matters what duplicates. See, when you get to the point when you can explain it and you are an expert, that's when your ego starts to get in the way and you lose sight of the things that got you to where you are. But just remember, you always want that prospect to think, this is a simple business, I can do it, and all I have to do is use the tools that are there. So let's take it from there. So you've shared the third-party tool with the prospect, and then all you're going to do is you're going to ask them another simple question When you're done, you're going to sort them as somebody that's interested or not. So you're going to ask them something like, what did you like best? Did that make sense? See, what you're doing is you're looking for some sort of a positive response. Now, if they start asking questions, which oftentimes that's what happens, that's a positive response. See, questions show interest. So here's another critical area where most people drop the ball. Do not start answering questions. If they start asking questions, here's what I'm going to say. You know what? That's a great question. Here's what we need to do. We need to set up a specific time to sit down and go through the information because I don't want to give it to you piece by piece. You need to be able to see the big picture. A lot of it is visual. You have to see it. So I'm either going to set up a time to take them through a full presentation using another third-party tool, or I'm going to get them on the phone with somebody, a third-party expert, to answer their questions. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make myself the expert because I know that that doesn't work. I'm going to let the presentation tool do the work, or I'm going to let somebody else. Keep in mind, the less you say, the more you make. So let's talk about the presentation. Here's another area where people struggle. See, I always try to make it a goal that when I'm sitting down with a prospect for a presentation, I want the prospect 
to be talking as much as I do. Because I know that if I can get the prospect to talk a lot, that I'm going to be more likely to recruit them because they're going to like me more. They're going to know that I care. I'm going to find out a lot about them that's going to help me in the presentation. So that's really how you do it is the first thing you do when you sit down with them, just start asking them questions. Put on that cap of a consultant. Have the mindset of a consultant. You know, ask them about their job. Ask them about their current career. Ask them things like, you know, off the record. See, I always love using that phrase. Off the record, John. What keeps you awake at night? Hey, John, off the record, what, what things have you worried? See, when you, when you phrase it like that, see, people feel more comfortable to open up to you. You know, share your personal story. Let them know some of the things that you were struggling with, maybe about not making enough money or having enough security or not having enough free time. See, in sharing your story, you can relate to them and you can say, hey, John, do you, do you find yourself having any of those same issues? So ask the questions in the beginning and make it your goal that before you even start going through the presentation, you find out why this person's sitting there with you. You know, what area of their life are they dissatisfied about? Now, if you can get that information up front, it's going to make you a much more effective presenter. So when you're giving your presentation and you're using whatever third-party tool that your company has, now, and that's important, make sure that you're using a tool, whether it's a one-page overview, whether it's a flip chart or a PowerPoint presentation you're going through on your computer or your laptop or you know your iPad. It could be a video that you're playing. It needs to be some sort of a tool, right? But here's your goal. Get through the presentation as quickly as possible. Look, it's not about showing someone how great of a presenter you are. It's not about you saying, hey, look how much I know about what I do. It's not about how many funny jokes that you can tell them. That's not what being an effective presenter is about. The presentation is to educate the prospect. And if you asked questions in the beginning and you've identified some of their pain points, when you're going through the presentation, just keep hitting on those points, reinforcing that what you have could be a solution. You know, if they tell you I don't have enough free time, you better believe I'm going to keep going back to, John, do you see how this could give you some more free time? I'm going to keep touching on that pain point. And here's something that I've come to realize. Most people, most prospects, they are either interested or not literally within minutes of them sitting down and talking with you. So the quicker you can get through the presentation, the less you say, the better off you're going to be. See, somebody's either going to be open and interested or not. The timing's right or it isn't. And as long as you sit down with them, you show interest and you know you don't come across as a, a total weirdo, they're going to say, hey, this is somebody that I might be able to work with. So they're already interested. So get through the presentation and get to the really important part, which is after the presentation, where you can handle objections and answer questions, where you can close the prospect. See, the more time that you have to do those things, the more people you'll recruit. So at the end of the presentation, just ask a series of simple closing questions. See, here's what I do immediately the second I'm done the presentation. I say something like this. 
John, what did you like best? Or John, did that make sense to you? Right? I want to find out what he liked. He gives me an answer. I say, great. Do you have any questions for me? Now, he may or may not. Let's just say he says no. So the very next thing I'm going to ask him is, John, do you see yourself getting started? That's it. Now, if he has a question, I'm going to answer it, and I'm only going to answer what he asks me, and I'm going to say, John, do you have any other questions? And if he says no, I'm going to say, great, John, do you see, do you see yourself getting started? That's it. At the close of a presentation, the less you say, the better. Get the prospect talking. Ask them open-ended questions. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in a meeting when somebody else was presenting, a new rep, and I was just there to help, and they finished the presentation, the third-party tool was done, and literally they just never stopped talking. They just keep going on and on. There's never an end to the presentation. What the end is, is the prospect finally looks at their watch and say, hey guys, I gotta leave, and then what happens is they try to jam a close in while they're leaving. Guys, that's never gonna work. See, the second you're done the presentation, Get into your closing question sequence, right? Boom, boom, boom. Do you see yourself getting started? The earlier you can ask that question, the longer you have to really dig into the meat of the issue and help them get started. So that to me is a really important piece that a lot of people do struggle with. You know, and and here's one of the things that I have found you need to be okay with. You need to be okay sometimes asking a prospect a closing question. And having some uncomfortable silence. Because you know what? When I say to somebody, hey, John, are you ready to get started? I'm going to shut up and I'm not going to say a word. And I've literally sat there for, you know, probably a minute. It felt like an hour not saying anything, just waiting for the prospect to talk. And I've been with people sometimes and it's funny because I have to warn people beforehand. I say, listen. Your job is to sit there and watch. And at the end of this presentation, when I'm closing them, I don't care how uncomfortable you are, do not say a word. And I will just sit there and I'll wait for that person to say something. Because I know one thing, that I control the situation because I'm the one that's asking the questions. So just be okay with that uncomfortable silence sometimes and know that the more you can get the prospect to talk, the less that you say, the better off you're gonna be. Because let's be real. A person's favorite thing to talk about is themselves, right? So the more questions you ask, the more that they talk, they're going to feel more comfortable with you and you're going to get more people started. So here's how I want to wrap all this up. Key concepts we talked about. Start saying less to more people. This is a key concept here. See, some of you, your biggest problem is you're doing exactly the opposite. You're saying too much to not enough people. So just start saying less to more people. Say less in every step of the process, from the initial approach to the presentation to the close, whatever step it is, say less and you're gonna recruit more. And it's not gonna be easy in the beginning and it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's very hard sometimes saying less, but I'm just telling you, it works. And if you do it, if you implement the things that we've been talking about in this training, I guarantee you, you will be on the path to getting to where you want to go. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. And uh, I will catch you real soon on the next episode. Everybody have a great day. Take care. 